0: you the music, <music>
1: What's going on, everybody? CJ here, one half of the hosts of Grit and Grace TV. Next to me, I have the amazing Lynn Burnett. Hey, Lynn, how's it going today? Hey, it's awesome. Awesome. Excited to be here. Looking forward to this. Me too. You know, I've been waiting for this all day long, actually all week long. Since we sat down and actually talked about what it is that we're going to talk about, I was like, this is going to be a great show. I couldn't. I've been just all over the place trying to uh, let people know this is coming up. And man, I'm excited. Always a good time. Always a good time. Oh, so right now I'm sharing this out. So if you could do us all a favor and do the exact same thing, let's take a couple seconds. Let's share this out. How about that?
0: Yeah, let's get to like 10 shares. Ten shares, I want to see ten shares.
1: If we can do ten shares, that would be epic. And ours don't count. We we can't oh. we can't do our shares. We gotta we can only count the people's shares. <laughs> the people's people shares. The people shares. See so we are live. Now. We are
0: live, yes.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: uh, we were having technical difficulties, so if things sound a little glitchy, um, I hope it's all lining up and (laughs) our mouths and the sound. But, um, yeah, I think I know somebody else who was having a problem, and you were saying somebody else was having a problem that you know, too. So we apologize if things get a little bit glitchy. If it's totally whacked, like, let us know, because (laughs) there's no point otherwise. But um, I think we'll be okay.
1: I think it's a live stream blackout day or something because it, this—it's just been crazy all day long. You know, with the with the whole Red Nose thing going on today, you know, helping helping feed the hungry children all over the world. That Red Nose thing—I think they blew up the Facebook live algorithms because I've been seeing Red Nose Day live streams all day long. Really? Wow. Okay,
0: that's news to me, but. <laughs> but so, I think somebody was doing maintenance too. So anyway, we're going to get through it. It's going to be great. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining and share, share, share. We appreciate the shares. We appreciate the love. So, we're so glad that you can join us. We're going to we have a great topic. We're going to talk taboo stuff because we're all about the taboo stuff.
1: Oh, yes, taboo. The stuff we don't talk about in public or with anybody for that matter. I mean, there's there's certain things that we just don't talk about. For example, pooping. We don't talk yeah. about pooping.
0: Well, we can do without that one. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one for your doctor.
1: There you go. That just cut off real quick. I was expecting it to be a fade out, and there was no fade out. Wow. Hey, whatever. I guess we just, we live, love, when we learn, right?
0: That's right. Maybe it's the weather that's uh, making things a little wonky. How is the weather
1: year end? Well, it was bright and sunshiny, but it's been nothing but thunderstorms for the last week. And uh, to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad we've got the cool, sunny weather. We don't have heat yet, though. I, I can, I, I would like a little bit more heat. Yeah,
0: I like it hot. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're getting so some of that. Show, for with tonight's show, we're going to have to bring that heat. I, we need to bring warm me. things up a little bit. That's so tonight we are right. talking about. Those things that we don't talk about, we're talking about sex. Yeah, we all love sex. Yeah. And we all yeah. want to talk about it, but we're just afraid to bring up certain topics. from of, Is it fear or is it just because we were conditioned as kids not to talk about that kind of stuff? We're going to be talking about religion. We're going to be talking about politics. We're going to talk about, you know, I, I got a question for you. Why is that for way, me or, or the people for, for you or anybody else? If, if you want to chime in and tell me what you think, uh, ladies, ladies, please. Why We're can't start with we, this one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with this. one. Why can't we ask your age or your weight or your height? What, what is it th- about that question that just bugs you so much?
0: I'd like to know that too, actually, because I don't mind, like, I don't understand the you don't ask a lady her age. I don't, you know, that I, and, and you'll see sometimes people on Facebook going, you know, I turned 39 and that's it. Like, you know, they pick that age and like, that's it. They're just going to be 39 forever. And I don't understand, I know there's, you know, we have this thing in our culture now, this fear of getting old and we're going to lose our looks and, and we're, you know, it's, but you know what, you are like, like just be real with yourself. You're getting older and instead look at it as, wow, you got another year. Some people don't live till they're, 20. Some people don't live till they're 50. Some people don't live till they're 60. And that's sort of the way I look at it. It's like, wow, I got another day. I got another year. How lucky am I that I'm still here and other people's lives have been cut short. And uh, so I don't get that thing. That's an old conditioning, I think. But, you know, other people might have their own idea. But, you know, it's so funny because my mom was older than my dad and she lied about her age when she met my dad. And so she was really two years older than him, I think it was, but she made it so that she was the same age. She lied about her age, and she got to the point where she forgot how old she was because she had to lie. See what happens? So yeah, like even, you know, she did, I guess, you know, back then it was, well, also back then, you know, it was he di- dated for my dad to di- date a divorced woman was kind of a no, no, right. Way back in the sixties. So that wasn't really, you know, a divorced woman with two kids. I had not come along yet. And uh, so I guess maybe all that was bad enough. And she felt that she had to hide her age, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I don't get that. I don't, I'd like to know that.
1: So what is it about the weight then? Why is that such a big deal? I mean, really, I, as a, even as a personal trainer, I would have to, when I worked with women, I I had that problem. I'd have to ask them, do you know what your weight is? Or I would have to have them step on a scale. And a lot of times they were so shy and bashful about what their weight was. Even as their personal trainer, they didn't want me to know what their weight was. They would tell me that their goal is to lose 20 pounds, but they didn't want me to know what their weight was. Well, I'll I'll tell you when I get there. Like, why? What? What's the big deal?
0: Well, you know, the whole body image and weight thing is a tough thing in society. We see that all the time, right? In magazines, and they talk about how there's a lot of body shaming going on. And there still is. But, you know, there's a, you're always going to be prejudices for things. And there's prejudices for that. And some people will say terrible things. And that's it's always going to happen, but that's a really personal issue. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we can see you. So we have an idea of, you know, if you're super, you know, super, super thin or you're super heavy, we have an idea. So, you know, it's, Hiding that, I can understand it for sure, but hiding it, we're we're seeing you. So we already have like an idea, right? Like, yeah, it's one of those, uh, that's a super vulnerable thing. I don't have a problem with either of those. And I'm not really one to weigh myself anyway. So I couldn't really, I could tell you like within like the 10 pound thing, I can sort of, but I i I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that. I pay attention to how my clothes fit and how I feel. But I got to tell you, I'm really depressed. And I think you can help me with this because I have been losing weight. I had to change my diet last year because I had this sinus thing going on that I'm still kind of struggling with a bit. So I went through this whole food testing and, you know, maybe it's something that I'm sensitive to. So I changed the way I ate. I got really into smoothies and all that. So I've been losing, 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 and I haven't been as strict, but I'm losing my ass. Like, I have always been a proud owner of a great butt. I've always been very proud of having my butt. And now that my kind of butt is in style, I am losing my ass. What do I do?
1: Squats. You gotta do that's squats. It, eh? That's That's it. You know, to get a great ass, you have to do Squats. Some people are born with a great ass. Some people have to work work a little bit for that great ass. Why am I losing it? You have to do squats. Squats and lunges, it'll help lift that ass up, and it'll give you that nice (laughs) little bubble that every guy loves.
0: That's what I had. I was born with it. I was known. I had that ass. Prided myself on it. And I'm looking in the mirror now going, I'm losing my ass.
1: What the hell? Now, I got to tell this story cuz this because you brought it up, I have to tell this story. So when I met my wife, the the whole conversation, the whole conversation that when we were spending some time together really never went that well. The first time I met my wife, she 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 was there with a friend who was dating my friend. And you know, it was kind of one of those awkward little things where, "Hey, I'm going to talk to, you know, I'm talking to my girl. Why don't you go talk to Corinne? And it was it was kind of funny because the whole time we're sitting there trying to talk to each other, but we're really not saying anything to each other. And the whole thing kind of goes just horribly wrong. And as she's walking away, I said, hey. She, she turns around and she goes, what? And I said, you do have a great ass. That was our very first meeting, her and I meeting each other. was me telling her at the very end of a horrible, horrible uh, afternoon together that she had a great ass. Now she will say something like the only reason why I even came back to talk to you again is because you said you like days of our lives, but I have this sneaky feeling that it was because of I complimented her her assets, and um that that was really the beginning of you know, me and my wife being together 19 years ago. And I will admit to this day, she still has a great ass. So
0: see a great (laughs) ass. It's just, but you know what? If you say that nowadays, oh, would you be in trouble?
1: Well, probably I, you know, that's one of those things that I think now with today's society uh, to, to compliment somebody in that way, is looked at as very offensive. Yeah. Not, you know, and it it was probably a little offensive even then. But at the same time, I think it was a little bit of a, you know, pick me up, you know, because I think people really like to be complimented regardless of how it sounds coming out. They do still like the compliment one way or another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think So, so.
1: So now that we talked about my wife's ass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: my ass. Ooh, we and covered your, the ass
1: aspect. <laughs> we have covered the entire aspect. So uh, what are some of the things growing up that maybe uh, were taboo in your family that you kind of learned that? Ooh, don't talk about that. What, what are some of those things that you kind of maybe learned as, as a child? Uh, what, what were those taboo subjects?
0: You know what? We didn't have any in my house. My, my parents openly talked about sex. Sometimes it was TMI, like (laughs) people, mom, dad, I don't need to know about your sex life. (laughs) So, I mean, it was very open in my households. I'm sure that had a big effect on me now as an adult. Um, So there was no, my parents talked openly about money. My dad talked about investments. My dad, like there there really wasn't, there really wasn't. And maybe that's why for me, I don't have a problem talking about things. Um, But I will say for me personally, one of the things that um, I will, not that I won't, but I In certain ways, money is the thing that's difficult to talk about. With certain people I can and certain aspects of it, but that I find there's like a lot of judgment around that. And that could just be the story I'm telling myself about that. There's a lot of judgment around that.
1: You know, I have worked in sales for quite a while and that is a problem for a lot of new salespeople is talking money. And I think that stems from how they view money growing up. I know I was raised that money was like the way of life that they put, we put money on such a high pedestal because we didn't have a lot when I was growing up and my parents never talked about it a whole lot. Uh, There was no, You know, They didn't take us aside and say, hey, this is how you balance a checkbook. This is how you do things. They didn't really teach us anything about money. So I know when I first started in sales, that was the hardest thing for me to do because I had such a high value for money. It was hard for me to ask somebody for their money. And it wasn't that I didn't value the products that we were selling because the products we were selling were high ticket items. But at the same time, I knew how tough it was without it, growing up without it, that it, it, I guess maybe to me it felt almost as though I was burdening them to, to ask them for their money, even though that's the reason why they're there, is to buy what we have. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a long time for me to recondition my mindset to be able to actually talk to people and ask them, how much do you want to put down or... How much do you have to spend? That was a, Those two questions were really tough for me to, to kind of get out in the beginning. But as time went on, it, it became easier and easier after, after I started learning about money and, and finding out that it's not something to put up on a pedestal. It's just a tool for trade
0: i think that's one of the things if i think back and a lot of people can probably relate a lot of the things we heard and i do remember hearing um in conversations uh if you overhear the adults talking about certain people that they know and you'd, and they'd be saying well so-and-so bought this or so-and-so went on that trip it must be nice to have money
1: yeah and
0: you You know, it's, that's one of those things, or, you know, the whole money doesn't grow on trees and, uh, and all these other little snippets of things that you pick up and, but there's a lot of shame and, and and you're not taught these things. And then if you have a hard time or you struggle or, uh, some people get in over their head and say they have to claim bankruptcy and, and that's, there's so much shame around money and, and that. Just it makes it more difficult, but I do remember those things. My parents did talk about money. I mean, they didn't teach me about. I knew I had heard about investments and and things like that and savings bonds, and but I wasn't taught. I I learned that in school about a budget and all that stuff. But I remember hearing, "Must be nice to have money." But we were very, we did well when I was a kid. Like we had my, we went on trips. We went to Disneyland. We went, you know, we got, I got whatever I wanted. I got like, you know, Christmas was just like insane. Half the tree was buried in presents. So, you know, that, that didn't come that way. It was just sort of this thing about people with money.
1: And that's, you know, because of the experience I had, I, I took a different approach. I went completely opposite from my family. Uh you know, other things were were like the same way. I mean, I was raised a very strict Catholic, believing that the only religion that you should be is a Catholic to the point where when I when I uh met my wife and we got married, the first question out of my my grandparents' mouths was, "Well, is she Catholic?" So that's the that's the uh even the way I grew up, and with my kids, it's been completely different. We went a completely different route. We just flipped it. It was everything is open, everything is on the table. I mean, now my kids will openly Whoa, give feedback. Yeah, crickets going on here. Um, but <laughs> but even now, my kids will give us a hard time if they hear us having sex in the bedroom, and so. <laughs> It's almost, well, of course. Right. But, well, of course. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid and I would hear that kind of stuff, you didn't mention it. You didn't talk about it. It was that one thing that, mind your own. You know what I mean? But my, daughter, my daughters will put us on blast and it's it's not even nice. They are absolutely horrible little creatures.
0: Oh, my God. That's so, so funny. Yeah, I think money is a huge, uh, a huge issue for people, and and yeah, I think that's. But so, did you do a first communion? I grew up Catholic too. I was Catholic.
1: Oh yeah, I did the whole first communion. Yeah, me too. You know, all those, all the different things growing up, and and when I when I got older and could kind of see for myself what I believed and all that kind of stuff, I kind of. I don't necessarily believe the same rituals and things like that, that the Catholic religion taught.
0: You're having like, yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't, uh, we didn't go to church a lot. We went to church a little bit and I did some Sunday school and then I had my first communion and stuff and then it never continued. And, and it, it, yeah, it never continued in our family. And that wasn't every once in a while we'd go to midnight mass or something like Christmas Eve, but it didn't continue on. My parents really changed it, which is odd, but in the middle of it, they changed their whole view on religion and.
1: Yeah. And that. My, my mom, she would drop us off at, at church on Sunday and then pick us up when it was over. And that was, that was how, uh, that was my, my whole religious experience growing up. It was kind of a, this is my time. This is my hour and a half or whatever it is to be able to just do my own thing. So I'm dropping you off and we're leaving. Man, what is happening over there? I don't know. This only happens when I use be live. For some reason, be live does not like my system.
0: <laughs> wow. Bizarre. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I think money's the big one that we don't talk about it, that people don't talk about it. And if you, you know, I know with some people you can, and you know, we need to be able to talk about it. And I know there's that whole, don't ask people how much money they make, Don't ask people how much they paid for something. Um, I don't have a problem. If I've bought something and somebody goes, Oh wow, you got a new, whatever. Uh, and if you want to, I'll, you want to know how much it is. Cause you might want to get, I'll tell you how much it is. If I got a f- awesome deal, I'll tell you if I, I like, I don't have, I don't, I, I think we need to start individually looking at what, where did that come from? Like, where did that idea come from? And because I think when we don't talk about these things, especially money, because it does sort of make the world go round and, you know, you have got to pay for things, uh, I think that you you need to talk about it so if you if you can't t- if you don't have a best friend to talk about it with or 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 you're single and you don't have a partner like you got to go to talk to somebody that like a money coach or something that you can know what's going on and, and get I remember like I would have to pay bills and I I would get so tense like years ago just logging into my online banking, like I didn't even want to look I didn't even want to know what was in my account, like you can't live life that way like you just you can't you need to talk about it, you need to talk to people and 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 make it remove the shame, and that's the big thing, whether it is about weight or age or money it, we need to remove that that shame and the, and these stigmas that happen and the only way you can do that is talk about it
1: have a conversation so what's what would you say is probably the biggest taboo right now
0: you know that's hard to answer because that's i think that's a perception thing because I could say personally, the only thing for me would be money. Um, There are some people that I can talk to about. I don't have a problem with certain things because I find that people can be really uh, judgmental in a different way than as opposed to your weight or age or something like that. I don't, God, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. What do you think? Sex? I think that's
1: a big big thing. You know, I think uh well, yes, there there's tons of taboos around sex. I mean, there's there's just no um way of really getting away from it. You you bring up sex in a conversation and you see about half the people turn beet red. Uh then the other half of the people will just turn around like Well, we're not going to talk about that. Um, to the point where for I don't know how many generations, men didn't acknowledge the fact that women like sex just as much as they did. And women, there it went again. But, and women kind of had this whole, uh, aura about them that it's only okay when they say it's okay. Yeah, it's
0: a, very, um, it's a very funny thing because I think it depends on the company you keep when the conversation turns to sex. But I find when you're in a okay, this is something I don't understand. Why are there always jokes, and you'll hear men sometimes talk in a group, and they'll talk about how their wife doesn't put out, and how, you know, like they'll complain that they don't get it enough. But yet you're in a group of women and the women are nasty, nasty, nasty. You go to a, see male strippers and these women are on their knees with their face in their crotch. These women are dancing on tables. So what, where, what's, what's the disconnect? Like,
1: I don't get it. Well, I think a lot of that disconnect comes from those old tales of guys talking in the locker room type of thing. And believe me, there's not that much talk in the locker room, uh, for the most part. Um, but women, when they get in their groups, it's, it seems to be the biggest topic of conversation. It, that seems that that's where it always ends up.
0: They are we're crazy, yes, we are. And I but it's just amazing to me how you hear that men saying they're not getting it, but then you got women who are like crazy so like are they just not wanting to get it on with their husbands? Is it the is it the guys is it you guys that are lame and you're just they're just not wanting to get it on with you or
1: are no, you actually, lying? Here's how here's how it works. Guys, here's how it works. Guys, a lot of guys, when they're in a group with, say, women involved in that group, they're saying, I'm not getting it at home, blah, blah, blah. They're looking for that sympathy because they're just plain dogs. They're not getting it at home because maybe they're not doing enough to to get it at home. When I say they're not getting it enough, I mean, they're not doing enough. It's, you know, guys, we get complacent. You know, we, we forget about the romance. We forget about you know, the little things that we could be doing to help our wives get in the mood to want to have sex with you. And that's really where I think it it all comes from.
0: It's just a weird thing. But you think that guys would brag if they are. It just seems like an odd thing because until I would be in large groups of women or until I would say, you know, go see like – you know, male strippers or something. And the first time I went, I was shocked at how how I saw all these women acting. I was, I was shocked. And of course, if you go see male strippers there, you can touch them. I mean, they encourage it. They'll like jump on the table and swing it in your face. Like it's totally different. And these women go nuts. And I think, but then I hear, you know, guys are talking about how they're so deprived. And I'm thinking, I,
1: I'm I'm not getting it, but I don't I don't necessarily understand the whole deprived thing because I know it's well, it, you even know this. I mean, think about with 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 men. It's it's one of those things where guys they use uh, they use love to get sex, where women will use sex to get love. It's a whole different mind shift. So guys aren't necessarily bragging about. Hello, Grit and Grace. People are telling now. Hey, wait, say that again. Say that again. Okay. So men use men love to get sex. So they'll be like, I love you, I love you, I love you to get sex. But women will see it as for, on the flip side. They'll use sex to try to get love, feel the love from, from men. And it, it's it's one of those those things that I mean I tell my daughters this stuff even because it gets so crushed when their boyfriend will. Your
0: sound is out of
1: control. <laughs> I don't know why it doesn't do this any other time other than when I'm talking to you. <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> it's, it's my microphone's way of saying shut up. Yeah. that's
0: it's very interesting and i think that um okay so he i think sex probably is the biggest taboo because there's so many things about it um someone posted uh, made a post the other day on facebook about polygamy and then so it went on and uh, this big conversation but then it started people started bringing in their different ideas and perceptions, and then it got between, then you started seeing, okay, you didn't really read the post, and people started talking about, and I did that myself, talking about then polyamory came into it. Well, polyamory is totally different than polygamy, right? Right. So, um, but that's like a topic that's like, whoa, people have definite opinions about it. And for example, we're in the month of May, and we know what the month of May is, National Masturbation Month. Well, have you seen any posts about it? But there's probably lots of people that,
1: other than from me. Doing it, but <laughs> so, everybody's doing it. But it doesn't necessarily have to be from you know, a post telling you or reminding you about it. Do people talk about it?
0: wait not people don't sit in circles and really talk about it too much. I think sex is the biggest taboo.
1: Definitely. Definitely is. I believe.
0: And that can be difficult because there's a lot of people that have trauma around that. Um, you know, if they've grown up and they were molested or, or if you were raped, there's some people that have trauma around that. When we don't talk about shit, there's no place to heal there's no place to go there's shame we internalize it and we start making it about ourselves um for women we internalize everything men externalize things so as women it's it, we start internalizing things if there's no attention if there's you know from our partners if 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 we perceive that we can perceive that we're not desired and it could be not even the case whatsoever. But we all we start internalizing that we need to talk about these things. Like, we need to talk about these things.
1: You know, and I think a lot of couples have a hard time talking about it because they're afraid of what the other person's going to think. If, for example, if I was to share a fantasy with my wife, one of those fears might be Is she going to think I'm sick? Does she think I'm a pervert? You know, things like that. And I think a lot of couples have that same fear. And and that's why, that's probably why they see their sex lives going away after a while is because they're afraid to actually approach each other.
0: Oh, I think you're right. I definitely think you're right. Sex lives could probably be way better. But people are too afraid to say, hey, I'd like to try this. What is that person going to think of me?
1: You know, and I think a lot of it comes from, uh, well, the porn industry has destroyed sex lives. I I think because yeah. guys get this this impression and they build their fantasies around this, and women have a completely different mind about it. They they don't necessarily want to be, you know, s- tied up and strapped down and s- spayed, gang banged. Yeah, that's not necessarily something that maybe they have floating around in their mind. Exactly. Yeah, but but it gets back to that fear. Unless you talk to each other, unless you're open with each other, and just brutally honest about what it is that you want and what you need, it really you know those you don't know.
0: Yeah, and you could find out about some. Groovy new technique, but if you don't talk with your friends or if you don't talk about it um, You know what there's people that don't Realize maybe they have an STD because they don't talk about You know situations that they've been in or things that they've done. I mean there's just when we don't talk You know you could be missing out on the greatest time of your life or you could be suffering we need to talk about it. Absolutely. Now you were, t- you mentioned earlier you that you were talking to some people at work about what we were going to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah. I, I, I talked to some people and not at work. I actually talked to them at the gym and I, I was asking them, you know, what were some of the things that, that are taboo? Where's in the five people, I was only able to talk to five people because Everybody has their headphones in and they're kind of doing their thing. And when I go to the gym, I get it. I'm there to work out, not, you know, fraternize with the other people working out. But as as I was leaving tonight, I thought, you know, I, I really want to get some opinions, some other opinions. So I just asked, you know, five people that happened to be leaving about the same time. said, what are some of the taboos that you face on a day to day basis? All five of them. Said it. All five of them, it had to do with sex. Um, one guy that, one guy that I talked to, said that he wants to have anal sex with his girlfriend, and she said no. And another at one least that he I, asked, yeah, at least he asked, but he was the only one that asked, the only one who even approached the subject. Now most guys will ask. If that's something they want to do, they they'll last. That's like one of those things that's like, I don't know. She's <laughs> gonna try it at least once. Gotta try it at least once. I don't know. But uh, you know, every uh, one of the one of the ladies that I talked to, she said that she has a hard time letting her boyfriend go down on her because she's afraid, you know, either there might be a smell or yeah. whatever it is. And so that was a hang up that she had and and she was afraid to even talk to him about it because she was embarrassed by it um and then the, uh, there's a third one um he he was he uh oh the third guy i talked to his hang up was he's embarrassed to even talk about the subject of sex he, even the topic of sex even comes up and he gets embarrassed So much so that he doesn't want to have sex with his girlfriend because he's afraid. He doesn't know how to bring it up. And now I related to that because I was the same way when I was younger. I So I really related to that fear because I was that person that felt that it's the woman's job to say, yes, she's ready or no, she's not.
0: I can't believe those people then went to tell you those things though.
1: Well, it comes back to the, it comes back to the, hi, my name is CJ. I'm the host of grit and grace TV. And tonight's show we're talking about the shit we just don't talk about. Can, would you, uh, do you mind if I ask you a couple of personal questions? Now I didn't know their name. They didn't, they knew my name, but I try to I try to keep it as comfortable as possible. It's not like I'm announcing it to the world what I'm talking to that individual about. It's me, them talking. And well, uh, you
0: obviously make them feel very comfortable because those are two big things you just shared that those people shared with you.
1: Well, I I, I am an easy person to talk to. At least I think I am.
0: <laughs> wow, that's awesome.
1: And and I and when I explained to them that this is something that we're going to share on the show tonight, yeah, you know, they were they were kind of you know, that's the other thing. The other thing I found out is when you say that you want their opinion for a show, for some reason, loose lips. You know, it's like they just want to talk. So I don't know if it's there. Yeah,
0: they want to give their opinion. But mm-hmm. see, look at there's an example of uh, well, at least that guy asked so right but that woman is could be missing out on like
1: the joy of like, her life
0: why would you bypass the opportunity over that over not talking that's how ingrained that taboo of sex is in not talking find that person you can talk to about it like because there's a lot of issues that do will that will go back to it that because that just comes from the the essence, that's an, an expression of who you are. And when you don't talk about it, you could be hurting yourself more. You could be affecting other areas of your life and are missing out on a fantastic sex life. It's, you got to find somebody that you can, you can talk to. Like, and usually women, well, we can talk to our girlfriends, right? Talk about different things and, you know, what you know, what's he like and what is he doing? he did this weird thing and he did this weird move and you know what he did. And, and I hate it when they put their he- hands on the back of your head. Why do they do that?
1: <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that. I think it's just, I, you know, <laughs> I can't answer that. I can't answer that because there's that moment where you have to push them away. <laughs> Women do it a little bit differently. They clamp their legs. <laughs> They suffocate you, so you pull away. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. <sighs> yeah, that's what's up, Leland. We're talking about just people just don't talk about. It. So. But you will find
0: that there are a lot of people who do like to talk about it. But they're <laughs> so they're closet talkers. I mean. Come on, you can have a conversation and everything can lead back to to sex. Everything can. You can make everything lead back to that. So that just shows how it's such a core part of who we are and how we express ourselves to ourselves, to other people, to our partners. I think that's such an important thing to to talk about.
1: So that's. That's what's up tonight. Leland, yeah, that is what is up. We're talking about the stuff we don't talk about. Um and that sex we should. that we should. We definitely should. If you don't have that kind of a relationship with with your wife or or maybe somebody that you're maybe you're a single guy or a single woman and you're trying to meet that right person, these are conversations that you definitely should have because you don't want to get stuck in that rut that seven year itch that we all hear about that we all go through once we've been married that seven year itch well a lot of times in fact i would say most of the times that has to do with the fact that we can stop communicating with each other
0: yeah we have to talk and like just like religion how would you learn about other religions or you know uh, you know growing up catholic it's catholics are very restrictive and sex is sin you know, we need to have conversations about that. Maybe there's something else that works better uh, for you. And look what it did with the Catholic Church not talking. Look what it did with people not talking in the Catholic Church. And then you find out that, you know, a bunch of boys got diddled for years and and people didn't talk about it. You know, talk about what's going on and, and share different religions. I think that can also help in bringing people closer together. Look at the wars that go on based on religion. We need to talk and share about that and be happy for the age that you made another year, celebrate it, be proud of it. I think that, you know, and the thing that we didn't touch on was, was politics, which is another odd thing. Why do people not say who they're voting for before they vote? And then when their, their, their party wins, they're like, yeah, then they're ready. Like, why don't people say it? it's like a weird thing? Like. I'll ask people and I don't care if you ask me, like, let's talk about that. Like, like you can't talk about who you're voting for before you vote. Do you not have like confidence in your party? Do you not have pride in your party? Like what's up with that? I don't get that.
1: Or do you even have a party? And that too. You know, there's many different uh, ways that a person can go, whether, whether they're Republican, Democrat, socialist, whatever it is. Um, independent for, uh, you know, talk about the issues, talk about what's important to you um, just because what's important to you doesn't necessarily match what's, what's on the agenda. Doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be something that make, makes or breaks uh, presidency or, or whoever the leader is in your country yeah. or your, or your town or whatever it is, you know, Politics in itself isn't a, isn't a bad thing. I mean, our whole society was. I mean, at one time, they would have quorums where that's all they did was talk politics, and they would understand what the people, what each other wanted, and they didn't necessarily, you know, create such a divide because one person's belief over the other they found a way to be able to work together and make those things happen a lot better, uh, a lot faster for everybody. So yeah. when
0: we don't talk, yeah. When we don't talk, we're divided.
1: Definitely. So So how
0: did you get over the whole issue about talking about sex?
1: I I just decided that, Hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, sex is, Sex can be looked at as something you can enjoy with each other or it can be something that can be used for reproductive purposes, whatever, however you want to look at it. You're going to spend the better part of your life with one person or with multiple people, whatever it is that you decide. For me, it's one person. You're going to spend the better part of your life with that one person. Well, if that is the one thing that you guys can enjoy together, you better make it as great as you possibly can, <laughs> yeah, you better talk about it yeah, and I didn't raise my daughters in a in a family that was so strict that they didn't at least prepare them for the world coming that they're going to enter once they become adults because that I think as children when we enter the world as adults and we find this thing called sex for guys they'll just stick it into anything and for women it's you know, there's a taboo right there. That's a taboo. Why is it that men could go out and just stick it wherever they want to and, oh, they're a stud or they're, they're badass. But if a woman goes out and enjoys her sex life, why is she looked at so negatively? Yeah. That, well, why is that? I, I don't know. I mean, that, that is a big disconnect there. From both sides. From both sides, men and women. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, well, yeah. It's but like on the same on the same token though, when a woman um say say uh like sex in the city. There was what's her face? Um the one that was like having sex all the time. I can't remember what her name was in the show, Sex in the City.
1: If my wife was on, she would be able to tell us like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're right, Evelyn, women do judge more, for sure. I think it comes across, again, as, like, somewhat of a jealousy thing. So, what's her face from Sex and the City? Damn, I can't remember her name. I know her real name, Kim Cattrall, but in the show, she was very, um, she was looked at like she was very, and I think it's, I don't know what it is, I could guess, but It's a a very empowering thing when a woman is comfortable and owns her sexuality. And if she wants to have an intimate time uh, with different partners, um, I think that that could be somewhat, some of it could be a jealousy too. So, you know, there's different things that... um, and how they're raised, and all of that. But yeah, I think it can come from both sides. But you can either buy into and feel bad about yourself by what they're saying, or if you go, Yeah, I'm a sexual person and I enjoy it, and I am in control of my body, and you know,
1: it's we crazy what goes on. We need to accept the fact that we are sexual beings, every single one of us. We were born that way. That is the one thing that you can say that, without a doubt, it's in your DNA. You were born as a sexual being. Men, women, both of us. So for for men and women to shame women because they want to enjoy their sex life as much as men seem to be able to enjoy their sex life, except the fact that we are just meant to do this. Yeah, God didn't give you the urge for urges for nothing. Very true. Very true. So what do you have to take us out with? Do we have anything super groundbreaking? Any? Do we have any great questions this week?
0: I think that um, we have a question, but I, I do think that we should save it because I think it works well for what we've got coming up next month. And I, Big time conversation. And that's exactly what this stuff was. Sit down and figure out why you don't talk about these things that we just talked about. Where does it come from? Does it come f- Figure that out. And if it would make a difference in your life if you talked about it more, then talk about it more. If it doesn't affect your life, I mean, that is the takeaway from tonight's show. But we, um, maybe women, find it more as a threat. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Evelyn. And I think that depends on our perception and where we're coming from. Um, I think a lot of women could for sure. Um, women can be the nastiest, nastiest and, um, you know, they're either going to, uh, aspire to be you because you've, you're empowered Or, and, or there's some, they're going to be completely the other way that they're jealous. And so they're going to try and tear you down. You know, you're never going to please everybody. So you have to please yourself. And, uh, but you know, talk about it, talk with other people. And that was really the whole point of this show is why don't we talk about it? It's crazy ass. We have progressed from the days when you couldn't say anything on TV. George Carlin, the seven words you couldn't say on TV. Remember that stand up?
1: Oh, definitely. One of my favorites of all time. Can you say the seven words? I was trying to think of them <laughs> earlier. No, I I don't remember all of them. I know it's... Uh, I'm missing one. Uh, Let's see. Was shit, fuck, damn. Uh, Is it Dale? Yeah,
0: shit, damn? Shit, piss, man.
1: fuck, motherfucker, cocksucker. Yeah, there's... He actually... Expanded, <laughs> there was like... The seven words, you couldn't say, and then there was the sub sub words you couldn't, yeah. say, and it just kept going on and on and on. So yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, comedy. He was the funniest. I haven't seen funniest. that in ten years, so yeah. I might have to watch that just so I can refresh my memory. But yeah. uh, tell them what's coming up next month. June June is wedding month. So we're not
0: going to talk about weddings, but we're going to talk about everything that it has to do with. And that's relationships, because really, that is sort of like the center of everybody's universe, right? Relationships. And so we want to talk about different things, things that you should talk about at the beginning of a relationship. Before you get married, uh, communication, all these different things. June is going to be all about relationships. So that's what we're going to talk about. So if anybody, again, we're always, you know, every show we're not going to tonight, um, but every show uh, we will answer viewer questions. So if you have a question, you can ask anonymously through our website, um, grit and grace, tv.com. Click on the, ask a question tab and ask a question. We don't know who you are. So if it's kind of a sensitive thing, um, ask your question, we will answer it on the show. So if, Hey, we'll answer any question. It doesn't have to be a relationship for next month, but um, that's what June's going to be about is the different aspects of relationships and um, we're we'll going to give some great resources. Again, we will talk about sex and <clears throat> communication a big one. How to approach communication, how to come about it and, um, sometimes we're so in attack mode. I want to talk about the different kinds of love. Cause I think we get into the, like the scorekeeping love and then there's the selfless love. And I think there's different stages that you go through and how do you show love and how do you feel you're being loved? So it's all about relationships
1: in June. All right. right. And, and hopefully, hopefully guys, we'll get some tips on how we can pay attention to those little things so we can help our relationships bloom. Until next time, everybody, thank you for showing up. While you're here, right above, at, at the very top of the Grit and Grace page, facebook.com forward slash Grit and Grace, leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. We hope to see those reviews. And at the end of the month, we even have a couple of gift cards we'll be giving away. And I guarantee you, you're not going to want to miss out on that because wow, I, I, wish, I wish I could qualify for these gift cards, because I love Starbucks, and I know a lot of people out there do, too. And it's not just Starbucks. It's going to be all over the place. So leave no us a review.
0: employees or their families.
1: Oh, man. So leave us a review. And we love, love, love feedback. So head on over to Grit and Grace TV, ask your question, and leave us a review there as well. Till next time, everybody, you don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution.
0: That's right. Peace and stay wild.